Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. desire. Okay. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this topic up is in our, in our elite mind program, we've been having a lot of, a lot of questions about desire and not in the way that people normally think about desire, like big vision desires. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about people giving themselves permission to want even kind of some of the smaller things in their life that they feel if they have, they're being irresponsible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's always fascinating to me when someone comes to, to me in particular, because I have these conversations a lot. When someone comes to me and says, you know, Steph, I've, I've kind of always want, I've wanted this thing for a really long time. Like I can feel it in my body. I've wanted this thing. On the surface, it seems kind of silly, but I've always wanted this thing. And my response to them is, by when will you have it? Right. Whether I love the look like, in their face when you say that to them. Like, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> By when will you have it? I did this uh, on a recent, uh, a recent um, huddle too, where someone was like, well, you know, I, I've been wanting to take this vacation for a really long time and I've just been putting it off. And, you know, you can justify putting off a decision like that. Right. Any kind of excuse you can come up with. Right. So my response was, by when are you going to book it? Right. Which right. then kind right. of the rubber meets the road. But I don't. Well, you've people, made a decision at that point. I think it's important to point. let's just lay that that line out there. When you ask them that question, it puts them in the position of having to make a decision. Right. It get, it takes it out of the spin in their head. Yeah. Of, well, I don't know if I'm going to have the money for this, and is it irresponsible, and how am I going to how am I going to manage my team? And I'm like all the like right. noise that yeah. happens when you're faced with a decision that really pushes against some of your. Um, old values that no longer serve you, so to speak. And then I'm always amazed at what happens when someone actually allows himself to have the thing that they want. It's like the universe expands, right? The universe expands to meet them. It brings more opportunities. And usually those opportunities are totally unrelated to the actual desire. So I think we should start by you talking about, because you're really, you're, you're actually the best at this, talking about why that's a thing. Like, I know we've done multiple podcasts on desire. We can tie back to, to lots of them on, you know, the, the age old question of what do you want? But can you talk a little bit about desire in terms of the little things, like the little things that you, you really want, but maybe you're not allowing yourself to have and what the ramifications of that are? Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And I learned it in a very interesting way that it's not because because i think that it's not so much the thing that a person wants it's the reason they're saying yes or no to it that is making the difference mm-hmm. so a person might say i want a new watch maybe they like i want a rolex and it's it's like they want it they think it's really cool it'd be awesome for someday to someday they you know they could have it but then if you were to come in and challenge them on that, immediately they go to, well, this isn't even responsible for me to make this decision. I actually, I got into a conversation about that this weekend with first class air travel, actually. Um, but the thing is, is that it's why are they thinking about 
that it's not responsible to make that decision. And you're, and you're right about those things. They're usually relatively small things in relation to where it is that they want to go in life. Um, so I had a conversation one time with Bob Proctor and he said to me, I was really struggling with a decision. And he said to me, it's just a decision. And it was, and in my mind, it was something that was huge. And he's going, it's just the decision. Like so, he's shrinking it down, and he's saying, just decide to do it, and it will, and it will happen. And when he said that to me, I'm like, I I responded to him, I can't, and then a whole series of reasons of right. why I can't. And he said to me, you have to realize you're always going to get what you need when you need it. And I had never heard him say that before. And I had been with working with him for about a year at that point. I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't believe it. I was like, that's the craziest thing that I ever heard. And really it was coming from this inner dialogue of like, this isn't responsible and I have to do this and I've got all these other commitments and the money could be better used for this or that or, or whatever. And that was the day that, that the, I first started to realize that it's like water seeks its own level. You get whatever you open your mind to, whatever your mind expands to is what you allow in. So the little thing, it's again, it's not how it's not the size of it. It's the reason why you're buying or not buying expands your mind to something bigger. And I, um, there've been many things that I went out and bought. And when I bought them, everything opened up new opportunities opened up and it was like, it was irrelevant whether I buy it or not. It had nothing to do with business. Absolutely nothing to do with business. I think that's really key, right? I think that's really key because I don't think people understand that everything is connected, right? You compartmentalize, you've got business over here and you've got personal over here and you've got family over here. And like people compartmentalize their lives into these, into these chunks, yeah. right? But how you do anything is how you do everything. You're, it's it's systemic. It's holistic. Yes. It, it shows up in every area of your life, right? Yes. So uh, the purchase of an expensive watch that you've been wanting for a long time, you, you're you not thinking that it's going to impact business. And it absolutely has an impact yeah. on business. And I think that's a huge misunderstanding with people that 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 follow us is they think that it's, it's not connected at all. And so- I'm not going to say yes to this thing because I don't see how I'm going to like, I don't, I don't see how that's connected to who right. I am, who I'm being as a business owner or how my business is going to grow. Right. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I have a story about this. Okay. So should we, shall we do story time with Steph? Do, let's do story time with okay, Steph. Let's do story time with Steph. <laughs> so when I was, it was probably in 20, when did we move 10, to Maryland? 2010, 2011. 20, 20, you know the story I'm going to tell. Yeah. 2011. Um, so wow, 11 years ago. So it was 11 years ago. Um, we were living, in, we were still living in Wisconsin. I was doing a ton of travel back and forth between Wisconsin and Maryland because Maryland is where you were based. And I was flying out there to do all manners of things, VIPs, retreats. Like yeah, I at that was a point, part of constant. Everything. You were out there constantly. So I was traveling constantly and I was away from my girls, which was always really, really hard for me. Right. So we made the decision. That it was we easy gonna... not to be near Brandon, but the <laughs> girls, that was the thing. <laughs> I don't know that I would say that. I'm just messing with you. I missed him too. Um, but we made the decision that we were going to move to Maryland. 
Yes. And that was a big, that was a big move for us from Wisconsin to Maryland, you know, uprooting every, everybody, the kids and everything. And the house that we were living in was a, an older house. It was purchased when, when Brandon and I were both teachers. So our teacher salary was much less than what I, what I was making in, in 2011. Sure. And I knew that I needed to get out of that environment if I was going to grow. Like my environment is super important to my growth. I know that if I'm in beautiful, abundant places that translates yeah. into something for me, I get inspired. Um, I get creative. I have, that's why I love to travel in, in our Airstream is because I, environment is so, so important. Yeah. And you go to gorgeous places. And we go to gorgeous places, right? Every day I look outside and I'm reminded that God doesn't create anything using a coupon. Right. right? Like, exactly. Stop, I love that. Stop shortchanging <laughs> things. Cause this beauty out here, this isn't, this isn't made by, by, by shortcuts. Right. Anyway, I digress. So we make the decision that we're moving to Maryland and we fly out with the girls, the whole family flies out and we're looking at houses. And because it was right after, uh, we purchased our house right before the recession. And then we're moving right after, right when we were coming out of the recession, we actually were going to be taking a pretty major loss on our house in selling it. So we flew out to Maryland to look at homes and we made the decision that we were going to rent um, just because the housing market was yeah. not stable and it just, we weren't sure if we wanted to stay there and blah, 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 blah. So we're going to rent and we start looking at houses. And we go in house after house and they were revolting. Like I remember walking into a house, going downstairs into the bathroom in the basement and the bathtub was like full of <laughs> something that shouldn't be in there and was growing <laughs> things that shouldn't be in a bathroom, if you know what I mean. And I started to get really disheartened. Right? You say that and I get like, this I get this scene from Silence with the Lambs with the, the guy in the bathtub in the... Ugh. Yeah, it was not pretty. Yeah, right. It was one of those, like, we could not get out of the house fast enough. Like, the houses weren't... And it wasn't like we were looking in a super low-end price point. I think we were looking at houses for, like, 2500 a month, right. 20, 27 And at that point, at that time, that was not chump change. Right, and I it's mean, not a cheap area of the country. Right, yeah. It's definitely not a cheap area of the country. But we were coming from... Janesville, Wisconsin, which was a pretty cheap, cheap area, area of the country. country. So, like, you know, everything's relative, <laughs> right. right? Like, relatively, uh, it was pretty expensive for for compared to what we were paying, and in Janesville, and we just went into house after house, and we're totally just really getting disheartened, right? Like, I was beginning to think, you know, maybe this, maybe the universe is telling me I shouldn't move to Maryland. Like, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't where we need to be because this is feeling really hard and we're not seeing what we want and, and all of that. And I remember having a conversation with you and I said, we just can't find anything that we like. And you off the cuff, as you normally do, just say, well, you're looking in the wrong price point. And, you know, Brandon and I kind of sat with that, like we're looking in the wrong price point. I'm like, well, I guess there's only one way to find out if we're looking in the wrong price point, And that is to increase our price point and see what's out there. Yeah. So we made the decision that we were going to increase the price point. Um, I think we went to like, I don't know, 3,500 to 4,500 a month, which was insane for us. Like, I don't, under, I don't think people under, like that was insane for us. Um, but I was like, I'm going to prove him wrong. So I'm going to increase my price point and show him that there's, that there's nothing available. <laughs> And we contacted our, our realtor that was showing us properties. And she said, oh, we just had a house come up for rent. 
I think I can get you in today. If we wait any longer, it's probably going to be gone. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You tell everybody that so that they like jump on it right away. And Brandon and I, you came with us actually to this, uh, which is interesting because you hadn't come with us to any of the other houses, but this one you were like, oh, you know, I'll go along. Let's let's, let's, let's make this fun. I'll take a look at it. And we walk into the house and it was gorgeous. Like it was perfect. I was smiling. Brandon was smiling. The girls were like, whoa, this is so cool. Mom, this is, this is great. And I remember like having a hard time breathing. Like I remember a little bit of panic setting in because I knew this was the house and I also knew the price point. And you walked, I will remember this. I remember this like it was yesterday. You walked up to Brandon and you elbowed him and you're like, welcome home, buddy. And I (laughs) saw his face and it just went like white. Like, what have we gotten ourselves into? What is happening? And we, we actually, I mean, I couldn't, I could have, but that's not my style, right? Like when I see something like that, it's like, I'm doing this. Like I'm responsible. I'm doing this. I know that I can make the money to pay for this. I know that I'm in a, in a place of expansion. And so we signed, we signed the lease and I, afterwards, Brandon and I had this conversation. He's like, you know, I just, and this was like six months after we'd moved, you know, he's like, you know, I just couldn't see how we, how we could do this. Like I was totally prepared for us to live in that house for a month and then have to leave because we couldn't afford the, the rent. Right. <laughs> Cause I mean, he's, he's, I'm, I am like, I love risk. He's risk averse. Right. right? We're right. like yin and yang when it comes to, to risk. Right. So and my thing was, well, if I can't pay for it, then we'll move. But I have to give it a try. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. Right. And what happened was actually incredible. Um, being in that environment, not having to travel to be away from Brandon and the girls, feeling like I was the person that could walk into that house. I mean, I, I grew up lower middle class. You know, my first house was like a 1,200 square foot three bedroom, little tiny ranch, right? That was the, that was the, the image of myself that I had in my mind at that time. I never imagined that I could live in a house like that and be able to afford it and be able to furnish it for as long as we did. I think we lived there for two years before we moved to, before yeah, we moved to Savannah. Like yeah. um, but everything expanded. Everything expanded. It did, the did business it. grew. My skill level grew my responsibilities, like everything expanded. And you, there's no way that I could have predicted what great things happened because I made that decision. No way at all. So when you look at this from a universal law perspective, right? We know, and you, you've taught, it's, it's common knowledge for people that understand the laws, is that they're deductive in nature, which means they don't have a mind of their own. Right. The laws are not acting outside of you. They're not coming from some, you know, white bearded man in the sky that's saying you can have this or you can't have this. Right, right. It's deductive. And with everything that you do, you send a message, which is then returned to you. So when you break this down, me saying yes to living in that house and then also being willing to be responsible for making the money required to sustain in that house sent a very powerful message to the universe. Right? Yep. 100%. You want to talk about how that works? 
Yeah. Well, like you said, it's deductive in nature. What most people don't know, because we're not raised this way, is that the universe gives us exactly what we ask for. And I could just, I know that there's people that are listening to this right now and their guts are just twisting hearing that because they think they're asking for something that they really want. And actually they're coming from a place of fear about that they're not going to get it. And it's, there's a subtlety there that makes all the difference in the world. It, it comes down to what you said about the decision. When I make the decision to do something for the reason to do it, I'm, you made it, you're, it's important to point this out. When you made the decision for that house, you made it for the reason of expansion. That was what was behind it. Yes. You were expanding. Yes. You wanted to see what you were capable of. So you were expanding within um, uh, uh, an area that you hadn't been in before you had it required you to grow to to fill that area with your own brilliance and and everything that you were doing so everything that's on the same level gets affected by that i like to think about it i like for a good visual would be like if a person thinks about a radio frequency when you make a decision from a different place in your mind you literally move to a different frequency of thought and not only do you get the thing that you were thinking about, but you get everything that's on that frequency becomes an option for you as you become aware of it, where you wouldn't even see it or notice it before because you're living at a lower level. And the problem, I think one of the biggest problems with this is that, number one, it sounds crazy AF when you say that to somebody. And on top of it, they have a value system that says, don't go there. They're like, that's stupid, right? I mean, it's not like Brandon's risk averse is like he's trying to sabotage something. He had a value system that allowed his family for generations to live and survive right. where they were, right? There's survival values at various different levels. Like we, the three of us were all raised with those with those values to go against those values seems completely irresponsible. It seems stupid because that's what we were told our whole life. And we have actually no reference point of going, if I actually do something different, um, here's what's going to happen. That's going to be good. The other problem is that there's, there's no way for us to put together in our mind, a cause and effect picture of how it's going to happen. Because isn't that what people say? Well, how, how is this going to happen? Right. And that's what I was saying before when I was worked with Proctor. That's where I was coming from. How is this going to happen? And he he changed that paradigm for me by by telling me it wasn't based on how. He would say, Your job's to decide. God's job is the how. The universe will do the how. You make the decision. Our and our ability to choose is our greatest power. But we're choosing within an infinite supply. It's an infinite storehouse of riches within the universe. So when I make a decision to do something that causes me to grow, I now become aware of everything else that's on that level. So then it gives me another option to grow and another option to grow and another option. And you're right. They don't have to be related Mm -mm. at all. I think the biggest phrase that I've heard that shuts this down the fastest is, I don't really need that. (laughs) <laughs> right? So yeah. we're looking at this house and it's, I don't, I don't know, it was like 4,200 square feet or something, mm. something ridiculous at the time, right? We're, such we're, a great house. We're moving from an 1,800 square foot house. And I remember hearing in my head, you don't need a house this big. What do you, you don't, you don't need a house this big. And 
I think that if you could, if that phrase could be abolished from thought and language, people would have a much easier time saying yes to the things that, that they really want. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation with my dad, right? My, my, um, my dad's from a, a farming background. It was always very much need-based, like very much need-based. Right. And I remember, you know, sitting with him in that house and he was talking about a, a motorcycle that he wanted to buy. My dad's really big into motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, well, but I don't, I don't need, I don't need something that nice. And I said, it doesn't matter what you need, dad. It matters what you want. You don't need the shoes that you have on your feet right now. You don't need that exact pair of pants that you're wearing right no. now. It's about what you want. And I think that we have been so ingrained to downplay our wants that it robs us of experiencing like the joy in life because of that stupid, sim that stupid, simple saying of, well, I don't really need that. Right. Right. Well, you know, it, the, the idea is survival based, right? If you're, if you're living for survival, which humans did at one point, that's all they lived for was survival. That would be a pretty accurate statement with some things. We do need this and we yes. don't need that. And the priority is what can we focus on? Because we don't have an, we can't leverage our own work. You know, if I got to fix the roof on the cabin today, or you got to milk the cow, these are things that need to happen so that we can survive. But now we've moved into a more abundant time, but that, that word need and how it's been used has traveled on through the generations. And I remember years ago, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, what's really interesting about this word is it literally sets a financial set point in the minds of a child because nobody says, here's how much money you should make in order to live this lifestyle. Like mm -hmm. a little kid going to their parents and going, mom, dad, I would really like to live this way when I grow up. And they, and they sit down with the kid and they go, oh, they this, okay, great. We know something that you want. Let's show this kid how to get this based on cause and effect. No, when the kid says he wants something, they say, you don't need that. Right. And kids come from an abundance, right? They're not, they're not scarred yet by the paradigm of their parents. That happens over time. Right. They want two swimming pools and they, they want, want five horses and unicorns. And, right. and, yes, yeah. I know. Exactly. And it's not just no and here's the reason why. That would be different. Because if there was a cause and effect reason that they could explain to the child, they would start to build an image of how the world worked in their mind. But the answer is, no, you don't need that. You don't yeah. need that. And I think when, when clients come to us and they, they say, you know, I've been really wanting this for a long time. I actually think they half expect us to say, you don't need that. Right. You don't need that. Instead we say, by when are you going to buy it? Yeah. And it's, it's so fascinating to see what happens because what happens is the exact same thing that happened to me with that, with that house. You know, we had a client on a, on a huddle one time, Steph, I have been really wanting this Rolex watch. Like I have been wanting it for a really long time. I can imagine it on my wrist. I love the brand. I can feel it in my body. And my response to him was, by when are you going to buy it? And then there was this long pause. <laughs> and he said, well, I mean, I don't know if I, you know, how long it'll take to find one. And, and I said, by when are you going to buy it? And he said, all right, fine. Two weeks. Two weeks later, I had a text that he'd purchased the Rolex. And he sent me a picture of it. And then he followed that up with the most amazing couple of months of his life Yeah, in both taking care of himself in terms of self-care and also having the biggest month of sales ever. And that's happened so many times with our clients, Yeah, booking the trip, 
book the trip. It causes an increase in income. It causes you to look at your business different. It causes you to see that you're, it, see your worthiness. You know what's interesting about issue. what you're saying? There's something that's like going through my mind. Yeah. It's very interesting about what? this. That the universe... So you have, we're, we work with people that, that want to live a big dream. They want to create a big totally. dream, build a big business. They want to, they want to have a huge impact. Yeah. Have a huge impact. Yes. Right. So they start off wherever they start off. Most of them were raised the same way you and I were raised. But when they do this, when they come with us with the watch or the trip or the suitcase or whatever it is that they're, they have this, <laughs> this item that costs way more than they're normally used to spending. What I find fascinating about it is that Every single time, it's the, like the universe presents them with something that they really want that has no reason behind it other than they want it. Yep. And were we not told you can't have what you want? You can't have everything you want? How many times were you told you can't have everything you want? All the time. Right? Your eyes are bigger than your whatever, right? Like that, that type of an idea. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about this, and I don't know, I'm not saying it's 100% true because I, I can't think of everybody that I've worked with over the years. I don't think I've ever seen it come any other way. And it happens with everybody. There's always something always. That, that, that those people want. And it's kind of like, and it happened with me the same way. There were these wants that I had. Like the first thing I wanted was this boat, and that boat became the catalyst of selling it that allowed me to get an education. So it was... It was very interesting that these things come in through a door with nothing based, nothing more based on what you want. And it's almost like the rest of your success is really going to be based on whether you say yes to this or not, because saying yes to it allows you to see the world in a very different perspective than you saw it before it. Right. It's like it changes you. It totally changes you. It's like it going through the looking you. glass. Now, as a disclaimer, I know that there are people listening that are going but, 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 but. Yeah, they're right? headed to the, the exotic but, car store. But, 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 but. <laughs> and this is different. This is a different want than someone who who's has a shopping addiction, right? Than someone who's trying to, fi to, to fill a hole or, or, um, or self-medicate with something. This is, this is like, this is something you've wanted for a long time that you can't get out of your mind, that you can feel in your body, that you're just like... I don't know. It would be irresponsible for me to buy this, you know, $15,000 watch. It would be irresponsible for me to pay this much in rent. Right. It would be right. Um, so this isn't the type of, this isn't the type of want of like, I want all these. How do, how do I explain this better? Help me out here. <clears throat> so, so here, there's something that goes with there's So you were, you made, you made a couple of statements. There's lots of people that want things. They just want to go out and buy, 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 buy as a way to self-medicate, yes. right? To, yes. to soothe their anxiety in life. Yes. That's not what this is. Mm -mm. This happens specifically to people with a vision of moving ahead. You, When you were telling your story about the house, you said, I wanted to see if I could do this. And if I couldn't do it, then we would have to go back to something smaller. So you, with, with the house itself, you went in with the intention of being responsible to pay it. Everybody that's come to us with one of these wants, 
their intention is to pay for it. It's not like yeah. thinking something magical is going to happen in their life. Yeah. They're actually they're they're actually really what it is is they're giving themselves permission to want something just for them, which brings up another value is that you got to put everybody else first. Yes. In your life, and how people, selfish for you to buy selfish, yourself that right. expensive watch because right. you could be spending that on this person and this person and yeah. this person. Yeah. Or, but you could put more money away from your kid's education. Yeah. Well, that gets into a whole other topic of. And, and not or, yeah, which might be a podcast for a that's later That's another time. podcast, yeah. Because that's a whole can of worms in and of itself that we've been, you know, that yeah. we've been sold. It is, it is. And it's, and it, it is a very confusing one. So we should save that for another podcast. Okay. So I think we're, we're coming up on time here. So I, I just want to say to anyone listening, if you're denying yourself something that you've been wanting for a really long time, you're also denying the hidden gifts that lie within that yes. Yep. And if you're willing to to do whatever it takes to pay for that thing, then set a date by when you'll have it and follow through and you'll be amazed at what changes for you. Yep. The universe will bring you a series of things for the rest of your life to say yes or no to. If you say yes to the expansion of each one of what you what it is that you want, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think that's a good place to end. Perfect. All right. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.